uh, let's say in any underdeveloped country would live in like let's say a very tiny house. There will be two three rooms and there will be I don't know ten, four to ten people living in that. So many of them don't even have their personal space. Or let's say if the occasion arises when no one is there, there are just two three people for a two three bedroom house. There's no concept of privacy. All of those rooms are for everyone. Huh, so <laughs> let, let's say you are you are in a deep thought and you are thinking about something and I'll bath and hey what are you doing and you'll be uh, either conscious or you you won't have that space that you previously had. So I think washroom becomes that private space in which you think and you have the liberty to be anything anyone. And I guess that's also the reason why there are a lot number of bathroom singers than let's say normal. Let, let's say if I, me and you want to try it now, we can't. Hmm. But if you are given a washroom, you are like, okay, I'll try it. No, no one is here to hear me anyway. Hmm. The thing where you mentioned about the best ideas coming in washroom reminded me, was it Archimedes or who jumped out of his bathtub? Archimedes' principle was discovered that yes. way. Yes, that, so he was like, uh, he actually was in bathtub, yeah. if I'm not wrong, yeah. and he was just uh, sleeping in it, and that water came up, and that's how we discovered that yeah. screw all up. And uh, yes, the other thing at the beginning that you mentioned about safety and vulnerability of uh, one when they are in washroom, that kind of makes sense because I feel that uh, in such a safe and vulnerable environment, your subconscious mind gets activated, and you are not consciously yes. going around those things. You are, let yourself, uh, for example, like we mentioned, how you or even I or I think a lot of people sometimes automatically take the brush out or do oh, yes. you know, some, some skincare routine that yeah. they follow. Right? So, probably because we are uh, safe, so we have let our guards down. Yeah. We are letting uh, our brain go in the direction that it wants to go. We are not uh, consciously putting our foot down to yeah. you know choreograph our uh, actions thoughts. or thoughts or all of those things, physical or um, yeah. mental both that that kind of makes sense and uh, but I would like to you know you also mentioned about phones somewhere so I would like to think now now a lot of us go into our washrooms with our phones so how do you think that changes does it uh, you know uh, make us take our guards along with us to even the one of the most safest uh, space or do you think that phones might not change it uh, so much so. Uh, I think like phone is a very tricky thing everywhere you have it. So let's say you must have heard about things like you go to a restaurant and you are more focused on getting a perfect picture of the pizza or the ice cream yeah. that you are having than actually enjoying it. True. So I think that happens everywhere with anything and if let's say what do I do like I also do that bathroom my phone thing but what I have realized is that if I am using the phone I only need to use the phone. If I do it, uh, let's say multitasking, or let's say if I'm playing a game or if I'm, and at the same time I'm talking to someone on Instagram or WhatsApp, mm. both of them are ruined. I lose 90% of my days. So I just keep it aside and I only check during if, let's say, there's a mini break or something. Let's say if a goal goes and I have the replay time and that all together, I'll check and keep it aside. Yeah. So when a person takes that into the washroom, what happens is that we don't realize it, but we are depriving ourselves of that precious time that we have, and it affects it affects us in a certain way that we don't even realize about it. Yeah, 
and that makes me think of let's say two parallel things so one is like uh, in a normal scenario where you went to the washroom without a phone you would only allow a certain number of people if there's a mishap or any injury that ha- that's happening let's say if i'm uh, in the washroom if i'm bathing and i slipped up i'll let let's say if i have a partner then i allow her to come in if there's like if my family is around i'll allow them to come in and let's say if there's a doctor in my house for any occasion i definitely allow him or her to come in and i think that's how our brain functions so you would only allow people who are whom you trust or whom you want to let in for that very uh, specific or very uh, guarded part that you could come in and and as opposed to that there are there is this cupboard that i always think of so cupboards are very dynamic you can have any type of cupboard that you want uh, i have cupboards that are made of glass so it's very translucent you can see what's inside and you can like you know everything about that yeah so that's very starting so striking the cupboards are like that your nature that they so you can be a very open person and you can let it all out or you can be very uh, reserved or you can be you can take your time opening it so yeah but even in those two i think even the most open person will have a compartment or a place where there are it's a secrets or something that they would never reveal so for me personally i write a lot of letters to people and that's the place in my cover that uh, no one would know about and no one would tell us but otherwise if i want that i can like tell my mom then any chalai like this Uh, yeah, I can pretty much tell anyone. Like even if a stranger, like let's say if an acquaintance comes that have enough trust that they won't steal or something, I'll let them access it. But yeah, that's very different. That's how things work. Because one of the ways I connected these two cupboards and washroom was that both are uh, more or less uh, private spaces. Of course, yes. washroom is a lot more intimate uh, huh. space, but cupboards as well. And, uh, reminded me of how we you know refer to the gender revealing of uh, lgbtq ia plus yeah. people as coming out of the closet yes so though that way both are uh, very private spaces but personally i myself you know couldn't relate so much to the privacy or the intimacy of the cupboard as a whole because for me like you mentioned uh, rather than the whole cupboard it has been about the you know particular uh, part, of part of it or you know some even if not uh, right in the cupboard itself but a separate uh, storage cabinet which doubles of functions up as your uh, cupboard as uh, itself so yeah that is something that i could relate to the, the kind of uh, safe space that it offers to you and how close you hold it to your heart because uh, you are putting in all your uh, you know precious stuff precious not monetarily but you know memories could be from childhood friends family lovers whatever so you are putting all of that stuff in that particular place and that's because of those uh, things being there that cabinet for me it has become that, that cabinet itself has become very special to me right and uh, many people actually have shared cupboard with their partners or with anyone let's say there's a not a greatly well to do family they might have shared cupboard but then there's the that locker you know with the password or with that key yeah. in which all the precious things you know and most of the names will be the head of the family or the person who is in charge of the finances or the things that are kept in the will know and that 
acts like a very biased thing because in a very unfortunate case that the person ceases to exist or dies, no one will know actually what's in there. It can be like diamonds worth three crores or papers that have just written I love you to his or her partner. So it reminds me of a big thick uh, key is that you know in Bollywood movies we used to see uh, the mothers in law the sass would have and pass it on as a symbolic gesture and everything. That's, that's like even in Kyoki Sanskrit, the whole thing was that or you, you pass on the responsibility or the keys of the uh, house to that person. So, but now it makes me think that it, it's okay to like, I say, have someone that access DigiLocker access, you know, that locker mm-hmm. access, because it's a very tricky thing to have it, because if you, let's say, uh, there are times when you will forget that, right? I'm sure we all of, all of us have done that, that we'll put something very precious at a very safe place, safe space. But then all of us will forget that what that safe space. Or so much thought ah. into deciding what the place should be that we eventually forget it. Yeah. And you have you seen Ganchakkar the movie? Yes, yes, yes. The whole movie yes. is the plot itself. It's, it's very fantastic. Like the uh, revelation of that movie is so is so like out of the world and it's so simple that it makes us think that what the fuck were you doing the whole time? You just couldn't pick up a phone. Sometimes now when we retrospectively look at it, we feel that it might actually make more sense to, you know, not find such a super safe and safe yeah, spot and just... Very simple. <laughs> yeah, like, even like, there, there's a movie of Richard Rich, if you know. So, uh, Richard Rich, you know the concept, yeah. right? They are like, lavish religions. Yes. And they don't, they wouldn't care less about the world if there's a more or lot, like more or less money in the world. And... There was this villain who was very keen to have that uh, locker to himself. <laughs> and all, like, in the end, it's revealed that the locker only had the memories of their childhood. Uh, so it's like such a uh, mysterious thing that we build up on it, but it has so simple things like, my guess is things are right as well. Like, I don't know if anyone can even miss you, but mm. like, if I give it to you, you won't, like, Okay, for a play, but it wouldn't hold uh, any importance to yeah. it. it, might just be just another paper yeah. for me, but to uh, you it might be something very precious. Yes. Yeah, and uh, let's say if I have something like a key to my locker that has, let's say my saving locker, mm-hmm. it might be under this uh, bed or under anything, you wouldn't even think that it's like that. So yeah, cupboards are very like easy to access things, but there are layers that we have on it. And we often think that cupboards are like in a precious and it's like high importance to others in as compared to oneself. It makes me you know that creates an image of the cupboard as a sort of friend. You have a different friend, right? You yeah. share your secrets with them. For some friends you share your you know probably you are working with them. So you will share yeah. your work related uh, uh, issues, secrets, whatever, then for some you are a personal level friend, so there you will share your personal life. Well, exactly. Yeah. Cupboards, uh, how? When you describe it this way, it uh, creates the image of a friend. Yeah. And uh, as opposed to washroom, washroom becomes that part of yourself, which I guess you truly want to be, mm. or you would love to be, but 
it's very hard to me because of any circumstances. Right, and probably that's why you know when we go to other places uh, for a short period or a longer period, it's very difficult to adjust uh, in different washrooms and even with cupboards. I realize that uh, of course washrooms you realize all the time. You know, I go to even for a day here or there. But with cupboards, uh, I realized when I went to hostel, the PDP. Oh, right. I had to take up my whole life, pack it in a few bags, and uh, it kind of you know gives you that feeling that this is all that I am, is this all that my life is, you know, in this four bags. And when you reach the hostel, you open the cupboard. It's a new cupboard. It's a different cupboard. Yeah. You are used to uh, organize your stuff in a way, in a certain way, and there you adjust. You try to fit the your. Like we said, cupboards are intimate spaces. So you essentially are trying to fit yourself in a new yeah. vessel of that cupboard. New cupboard is new life. Exactly. In a way, right? So yeah. So it's very like it's very basic thing that cupboards will be there in every house. But let let's say like we go to hotels and they have cupboards, but in fact I I don't remember using it only. Exactly. Yeah, I right. people, but I never huh. use. I I let my even if I'm staying for a week, my clothes are still in my suitcase. Right. They are not in the cupboard. Of course, there's laziness to it, but <laughs> I also think that Kormanath gets sadly came out. True. I love it. Yeah, that makes sense, actually. We rarely use uh, cupboards in hotels, even if our stay is going to be longer. Yeah, let's say a week or in days, you know. Lucky days. Because I think once you, it takes a lot of attachment as well because you are, you need to put in a lot of thought behind it that what are you going to put, yes. where you are going to put, how you are going to put, uh, how it is going to function. And there's always the trust aspect that the housekeeping guys are going yes. to come and loot it or mess with it but most of the time they don't even look at it and they can be least concerned about it. Hmm. And they even have the lockers which I think just lie there. <laughs> Very rarely, I think. Yeah. Very rarely, someone might be Yes. Even the safe doesn't feel so safe in a, in a, in a you know, in a foreign environment. I really. So, yes. So, even when I went to hotel, I think I have the same feeling with regards to washroom. I don't feel so uh, less comfortable or so different. I think washrooms are the same everywhere. They, uh, disconnect you from the existing one. So let's say if you are in, if you are, I am in a party and we are like, let's say enjoying drinks and all that, dance and all. If we go to the washroom, it becomes a very different world in itself. That I'm now at least let's say if I'm dancing or if I'm socializing, I have that break. It's very, and I can like mostly uh, you would like to socialize with everyone. There are people that you would like to and. There are people that you have to or need to because there is a certain uh, benefit attached to it. Then when you go to the washroom, they say, yeah, finally I can really I can make it. Yeah. That's two things. I want to point out two reasons. One, I agree with you that washroom might be anywhere, hotel, restaurant, right. whatever. And when you enter it, you let your guard down, but I feel in external washrooms, what in uh, other washrooms, what happens is you put your guard with external world down. Right. But internal guard, right. down, I am not able to put down in the you know uh, different washrooms. That happens only with a washroom at my home or uh, other possibly familiar ones because you know there uh, 
I feel I can let it all down. But when I'm in a restaurant, the, the washroom might be you know very fancy, probably yeah. hundred times better than one, the one at my home. But I will still not be able to put the internal guard down. Right. So huh, that happens. Like you can't. Uh, that that's what the concept is, right? You can't uh, let yourself down unless you are in a comfortable space. With at a place literally or with a person. The more comfortable you feel with someone, the more vulnerable you are. So that boils down to that. And yeah. And cupboards is like, you, even if you put your things in a hotel cupboard, it will be open. It can be accessed by anyone if a need arises. That, that's the very essential difference between them two. Knowing the possibility that it might be accessed by someone else itself makes it yeah. uh, less of a, a safe space. Or but comfort, you mentioned comfort, so I, I want to know what do you think or what for you, where does comfort come from? Is it familiarity? Uh, is it something else? Where does comfort come from? Be it washrooms, cupboards, or other uh, people like you mentioned. Okay, each of them has a different thing for me. Okay. Okay, in fact, I morally rely on the wife and how. Honest they are. Okay. Like, I wouldn't mind if a person tells me no that you okay, I don't want to talk to you, I am not comfortable with you or anything. They, they refuse. So even I respect that person because that person has the integrity to say refuse me. Mm-hmm. As opposed to someone who wouldn't want to talk with me but would pretend to talk with me. So I feel that very problematic. So that's how I decide to talk about them. And I try to replicate the same as much as possible that Oh, this is not working, I don't want to talk. Or I like talking to you, I would like to talk more. And when it comes to things and cupboards, um I yeah, familiarity plays a huge role in that that I have to at least uh, live there for minimum two, three days and I need to know how people around me are. So it again it comes to that that how I feel with people, how what rights do they give if they are honest to themselves or if they pretend. And I think if the Pretend I wouldn't feel secure. Yeah, physical space around you. Huh. Uh, because right. I would feel that uh, if there, let's say, a uh, hotel, I like to come up with a hypothetical scenario. Uh, I'm in a hotel where I see many honest people. So I wouldn't mind keeping it there. Hmm. Because if, let's say, in the worst case scenario, if the person takes it and he's generally honest with me, I think that he or she might be there. It's, it's okay that they took it, hmm. but in a place where they pretend, I'll be more cautious and I'll be like, they are not what they seem, so I can't trust anyone or anything around me. So even the cupboard might be a trap or something that I wouldn't find, and it might have some secret channels or something that would lead to them. Something will keep bugging you, you know, yeah. and that at the back of your mind, you will have that, that okay, that, ah, that makes sense when you don't trust the people. Uh, it becomes difficult to trust that physical space as well. Again, it reminds, uh, takes me back to my hostel days. So once I felt comfortable with my roommates, I automatically started feeling com- comfortable in the room as well. Yeah. The initial phase, you take time uh, to adjust with the physical space, the room, and the people around you as well. And I think both come uh, along in a time. But yes, if you don't manage to uh, well, well with your roommates, then I think uh, settling in that physical space of room, even in absence of them, even when I'm alone, it might still be difficult to trust and uh, be comfortable in that physical space. Makes sense. Yeah, so I'd like to tell you something that happened with me, or let's say everyone that 
So, uh, during the initial days of PDQ, just like you, we used to stay in a PG, right? And it was just the first week or so that we, I had just moved in a, in a PG mm-hmm. and people were yet coming. There was different uh, batches at different times, right? And different opening days. Yes. So, uh, I think we, uh, four or five were there and uh, one or two were coming. And one or two came in, first one was like uh, gender, like he'll talk and then we started playing cards. Mm-hmm. We were playing something, Badami Sata or something like that. And the sixth person arrived and he just joined in and started playing cards. Mm-hmm. So I like, that's something very unique and that's something I remember that he felt and became so comfortable at mm-hmm. that very point that it wasn't a barrier. Yeah, it wasn't a barrier. Like we stayed together uh, almost, we were six of them, so four of us. Work together for the for the full two years, almost, right? And in fact, I was the most comfortable with that person because he's like very honest. And it also happened that uh, we both were in PDQ while the others were in different college. Okay. So it automatically built that rapo. And when I saw that, that he's very uh, let's say open, he's very mm-hmm. like uh, flexible to things. So I like that thing to me. Yes, that actually makes sense because probably with that person you would be spending a lot more time in the college yeah. as well. And interestingly, yeah, that was the person I shared my cupboard with. Okay. Now, uh, now I look back at Yeah, now I look back and I realize that this is so uh, organically happening that I'm realizing it very at this very moment that this happened. Even the washrooms. Now yeah. mentioned, now I now I realize that we usually at home or nowadays uh, we have our own washrooms in our homes. But uh, yes, very rarely it happens that we share washrooms and uh, it would yeah. be places like hotels or public places we yeah. are uh, sharing it and hostels. Hostels are sharing it with uh, certain uh, yeah. individuals throughout the yeah. state. Yeah. yeah. And that, so we have two rooms in our uh, flat. After we shifted from that PG, our next step was a rented car and we were like four or five of them, two, three rooms were there, two BHK basically. And he wasn't like he wasn't in the same room with me. No, because uh, I uh, I used to sleep at ten mm. or eleven p.m. He would be uh, awake until three or two or anything. And that's very uh, striking that we are sharing the cupboards. Uh, almost we share the washrooms, and he would be the person who drop me or uh, drop me either way because uh, when let's say two three months or. Four months I had a fracture in my leg and yeah. I couldn't move. Mm-hmm. Right? So he was the person who would help me out of my But we stayed very alone. In the sense, we didn't share a space in terms of, let's say, a shared room, but we had a shared cover. I, I, I think that makes sense because I, I feel that people don't have to be similar yeah. to each other uh, to be able to comfortable. Right. Huh, so that's what our general side is like. That you, I, and you. You need to have something common to be able to be comfortable with you. But I don't think that's the space, that's the case at all. Like, I and you can be on a very different planes of exchange. But that vibe connect, people feel comfortable, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be. Qualities don't have to matter. I think just ah. some broad principles or general ideas, like you ah. mentioned, honesty. If those things, even some principles or general ideas meet, uh, qualities can always be different. People can be of different kinds and still be comfortable. Yes, and that also makes me uh, come to a very interesting space that you don't have to be actually close with someone, mm-hmm. like in a physical sense, to be 
uh, close with them on a mental sense. You can be like Mahajabad, but you have the coolest relationship that you or bond that you have with the person that. And it might happen that the person you are usually hanging out with has the you have the like the most dynamics and it's more like a case of necessity or parameter of them. Oh yes, it sense. You often see people who are who have remained friends or lovers or acquaintances despite uh, you know not physically meeting each other for yeah. years and years. You, uh, they still talk about how they close, uh, how close they feel, how connected they still feel despite the distance and despite the years. Sometimes I've even seen friendships that. Uh, didn't even have much uh, communication. So space was not just the physical or geographical space, but even communication gap. Yeah, like huh, that, that's what I feel about relationship, and that's like the thing in the cupboard, right? You once put it in the cupboard, mm-hmm. you can take it out anytime and you will feel as safe as you were. So it's like that person you put it, you put your, yes. you invest your time and space in them, and you'll get it back. No matter how long it has been, it's it's going to be there, it won't vanish, unless you choose to, unless you deliberately take it out, Mm. it won't be there. I think that's how relationship should function, it should be like a cupboard. And and there are some instances even in the mental space that you need to clean a washroom and allow people to come in. Mm. That's like the area of mental health, when you feel that you aren't Doing better, you aren't doing your best. You need to allow you have to allow people to come and see what's happening. And the very fabulous thing about this is, is that you have the liberty to choose who you let in. In any case, let, let it be a cover or washing, right? Yeah. Actually, makes sense that uh, physical space, mental space, we need to allow people. Uh, and most of the time, what happens like uh, we are afraid that they might do something or they might judge, but uh, in the rarest case, it happens. And mm. it's only on one or two instances that you may uh, later, but that it will happen more frequently mm. than you think it will. Mm. Yeah. These days, I feel uh, we are that very important uh, entity is becoming the phone rather than the people. No, we are running yeah. a phone in our on most of our physical and mental spaces. Like I wouldn't blame it fully on the phone because of the current situation. It has like led to that dynamic change that you have to rely on it. So personally, I would love face-to-face meetings, but the last year was such that I had to uh, come up with ways to interact online. And that's mm-hmm. why I started those uh, sessions, right? The asking or the talking. So yeah, in a way. It compensates and I don't think it can rule you. You have to do something or the other about it if you are getting addicted to it. And to blame it on something is like you uh, take yourself out of that equation and you uh, shift the responsibility. No, I think yes, definitely. We need to realize and look beyond it as well. We need to right. realize that uh, we are also equally parties. Uh, yeah, we okay. are also equally in that equation. And you, Say, you, in fact, you are the uh, creator of that equation. And like you rightly pointed out, especially after the pandemic, now it might not be possible to totally, you know, uh, divorce yourself from technology yeah, phone. But yeah. you can definitely be judicious and decide uh, how much of it is uh, necessary in your life and when. 
when and how much of it can be used? Uh, when I feel that I'm getting too uh, attached to a phone or technology, that's when cupboard comes to the side. <laughs> you put the phone in the cover and you just do whatever you can without. So I don't, I haven't done that literally because uh, I don't know, I haven't found the space to do that. And I think it's really difficult to do that. It's very easy to say that, and mm-hmm. but let's say 100 times difficult to do that because. You might be expecting a phone call, you might be expecting a reply from your partner or crush and something might happen. You might even be expecting to win a lottery, which is not going to happen, but you'll try you to keep bugging you. Yeah, you'll try to keep hanging to that cell phone that something and cell phones are designed to give you instant gratification, right? Mm. And we live in an era that we are used to instant gratification so much so that we don't want to go to that cupboard and remove that precious thing to Make us feel gratified again. Mixed with a good song like, uh, you know, there was this parable by Chibra. Um, it's called Mad Men. So, okay. it reminds me of that. So, what basically I feel is that we store our alternate cells, or you can call it alternate or essential, or core parts in cupboards. And what uh-huh. happens in that parable is that one day the guy comes out in the street without uh, his mask. You know, and uh, everybody is shouting and uh, calling him a madman. He is coming without his pretenses basically. So, cupboards become spaces where we store our uh, you know, genuine selves and our pretenses as well. Yeah, like, so, uh, it's striking that uh, most of uh, you see, let's say, wives or women or even men wearing so precious or so, like, let's say, valuable jewelry. Mm-hmm. And that would be only in weddings. Mm-hmm. And it's, Mostly because they want to show off that I have such hands or I want to pretend that I'm the richest guy on the world. Not and because they actually want to wear it, but they yeah, like, want the world to see. Yeah, and when you when a person actually wants to wear it, he or she wouldn't find an occasion to do that. Hmm. If I, he'll be doing that on let's say a random day, like even if it's raining outside and he just wants to wear it, he's in his or her pajama and he's wearing a gold ring on it, and maybe he's even wrapped in knows. <laughs> That's the secret of living. <laughs> I think that's the way it's to very different yeah, or very near but because you see that most of the covers are near the washrooms. Exactly. It's like steps. You have your bed, you have your cover and then you have your washroom. So that is like say you can it's a necessary space, not that you mention it in the same list. Yeah. Very yeah. literally you are no. like without your consciousness on it. Oh yeah, that's the most valuable space you Yeah, you, you can create your own your Yeah. I think that's a very different dimension for now. But yeah, that's like the chronology of chronology. Take up from the venue. it's uh, And then the door. Yeah. Bed, cupboard, washroom and the and entrance door to the yeah, room. room. Makes sense. Huh, so now closer the person is, the closer they go in. But washrooms, everyone goes in, but they don't realize. And uh, one more, like, uh, last thing I would like to say uh, washrooms, like, when you go to a washroom, let's say if I visit your house or you have visited my house and I go to your washroom, I'll see what uh, things you use or how they are kept. Mm-hmm. And this is. 
right? Let's say with everything or every space that you own. So you just visited my house and you saw how things were lying there. And in a book, I just read recently, it's called The Power of Habits. Or no, it was Blink by Malcolm Gladwell. So uh, there was a test in which uh, people were asked that, no, it was HR, people from recruitment that they didn't do choice. They didn't give the choice. You can either spend a uh, day with that person that you want to recruit, or you can go and exit, like, you can have a look at the person's face. Let's see their house and see how things are. Okay, interesting. And what do you think they took? Uh, I don't know. What could it uh, be? Take a guess. Random guess. Pick any. What do you think a common person would take? Not considering this uh, discussion, but in a general way. So they, they just need to take any one item for the yeah. HR to see or they... No, no, no. Then? See, basically, let's say I am the HR person, you are the uh, potential employer. Okay. Yeah. So I have two choices. I can either go at your house when you are not there and it's empty. Like, let's say no one is there but you have your things like that. And the second option is I can spend the day with you in whatever way I can okay. think of. I can go to a movie, I can uh, discuss things with you, I can make your coffee. I think uh, I, for personally me, I think I would go for the first one. Go yeah. check my house out. Yeah, I thought the same, but in that thing, uh, it was the other way around. So people first tried to spend the day with them. The candidates. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And the concept of that book is uh, you know in a second or two that what's going to happen. So if I see you in a second or two, I know that if I'm in, if I'm going to be comfortable with you or mm. not. It's all power of subconscious and instincts what they tell right? So that's what the game was on. And it turned out that most of them opted for the second part. They tried to spend the day because... They wanted to impress the... Yeah. No, the choice, with, choice was with recruiters, not the employees. Okay? So if I am the recruiter... Okay, I thought the candidate gets no, the choice. No, no. Okay. Yeah, so I have to decide if I want to access your... Room and see what's okay. there, or if I can spend the day with you. And mm-hmm. most of them went it for the first case, in which for the second case, in which they spend the day. I think from the recruiter's perspective, the first option might make even more sense. That uh, first option, as in the uh, going to the person's place. Yeah, can so that's what the results were. That yeah. it would uh, reveal a lot more about that person if you visit their exactly. space instead of if you just. Hang out with them. Because naturally, the candidate knows uh, they are in for an interview. They are putting up a show throughout yeah. the whole day. Huh? They, they know that he is going to employ me. So I have to put my best to him or her. So that's also how things mushrooms covers come into play. I guess that's it from whatever kind of thought I have. Do you have anything to add? Oh, mostly this, yes. So while thinking about these things, uh, I got to you know see them in a quite a different perspective yeah. now I feel and uh, I'm connecting them with a lot of other things as well like we mentioned bed, doors, other things now even lights are coming to my mind yeah. <laughs> yes so I think all of this can be combined uh, to think about what makes a home in the larger sense maybe actually I was thinking to write and speak on lights the next time I do so yeah you can thank me later <laughs> Yeah, thank you now and thank you. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's it from my side. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you for listening. Bye bye.